0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you're amazing. I am going to start this episode off with answering some of your questions that you wanted or DM'd me to talk about or answer. And the first one is liking your best friend. Or something around that issue. Um, liking your best friend. I've actually never been in that situation. I I've, Don't get me wrong. I love my best friends. And my guy friends. But not like that. And I've seen friends who have either liked their best friend. Or slept with their best friend. Who's of the uh, their desired sex. I, it hasn't really worked out. And the reason I say that is because usually. And again I could be wrong. Don't you know, hold me to this. But usually if one friend, especially, you know, the male friend in like a hetero situation likes you more than being a friend, he would have tried to be with you and not like friends, not friends owned you, but you know, um, like going back to my rule of friendships, there's, I've said in past episodes, three reasons that um, hetero guys and girls can be friends. The first is that they've already slept together and didn't work. The second is that the one of them, like the reason they're friends essentially is from one of them dating that person's best friend, meaning like it's off limits. And then the third is that generally just not attracted to one or the other. And I think that that holds true. But having said that, I think that, you know, if you do like your best friend and maybe they're shy or something, totally shoot your shot. You never know what will happen. You never know. Actually speaking about shooting your shot, someone emailed in the other day and they told me they said fun shooting my shot story. So basically I've been seeing this guy at the grocery store or or on the subway at least two times a month for the last few months, and I've always thought he was cute. Today, I finally decided to shoot my shot. I wrote a note this morning while I was on the train, en route to work, on the back of my business card. See, attached. The note says, it's way too early and crowded for an actual conversation, but text me if you'd like to grab a drink sometime, which is amazing. Turns out he's seeing someone see screenshot combo, but... Like, I'm feeling, she said, but I'm feeling the BDE girl power. He, he said, is this, blah, 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 blah. And she said, hey, sorry, who is this? And he said, I was on the Metro this morning. And she said, oh, ha, ha, hey, so what's your name? And he said, oh, sorry, I just wanted to say that I'm not interested. I'm seeing someone. So rude. But she was so cool about it. She said, okay, cool, thanks for letting me know. What a boss bitch. And she really, you know, tried and made an effort, which is so cool. Then the second thing you guys wanted me to discuss was whether you should share the fact that you cheated in your last relationship with a new person you're talking to. That's a good one. I've So I've cheated before, but it wasn't in my last relationship. It was in college. Um, and I don't really like lead with that. I don't really even bring it up because to me it's irrelevant because it was college and that person kind of deserved it and whatever. So actually... He might kill me for this, but I found out like a few months into dating that my current partner had cheated on his ex. That wasn't like the reason that they broke up. And I think it was two exes ago, but it was like towards the end of their relationship and things just weren't good. And he was too much of a pussy to break up with her. And he like made out with someone at a club and she found out and she broke up with him and he was like, perfect. Don't like that he did that. He also didn't lead with that. It took me a while and, like, a lot of prodding to get that out of him. But you know what? I really... I don't believe once a cheater, always a cheater. I really think that it's so dependent on the relationship and the reason that you cheated. So... I think that you should share it if the person asks, but I wouldn't be like, hey, did you know I cheated in my last relationship? Like just in case you're wondering, like just want to make you feel insecure about that. Um, Definitely don't share it unless it comes up naturally. And someone asked me if I could do a podcast on the rules of millennial dating and like what some of the rules are coming from someone who just got out of a three-year relationship and she doesn't or he doesn't understand how to navigate the apps and dating. I would say, honestly, the rules are don't take it too seriously. Have fun. No more than two drinks on a first date. Don't have sex on a first date unless you don't care what happens. Don't text them. Thank you after the date. If you already think them on the date. Okay. Again, controversial opinion. You can hate me and write a bad review. If you disagree, But I really don't think if you're a hetero girl, you should text the guy. Like you should initiate dates with him until you feel like this level of comfortability and confidence in the situation. Um, I really think I have this old school mentality, this like traditional way about me where I really feel like guys want to feel like they, you know, are leading the charge. And someone once told me, I'm I'm gonna butcher it, but it was something like, like guys want to go out and they want to hunt the rabbit or whatever it is and then like bring it home and eat it and like they feel really good about it. But if you just left a rabbit on their doorstep that was dead, they would be like, what the fuck is this? I hope that's helpful. I don't know how that comes off. And then gut feelings. We talked about this a lot on the Instagram this week. Gut feelings are tough. Like I can't, say for sure that I always follow my gut feelings. I feel like sometimes I go back and forth I'm like, oh yeah, yeah yeah my gut yeah I gotta listen to my gut and then I'm like, but is my gut logical? And then I think about like, oh let me think about the logical reasons why blah blah blah. I think that gut feelings in in a situation that like you know you know isn't right for you 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 should follow um, but gut feelings, I think people maybe confuse gut feelings with just uncertainty and possibly they're one in the same and possibly if you have uncertainty you should follow that uncertainty and you know but it's hard I don't think anyone who is happily married probably except my parents who are so annoying has ever said for certain, I am. I know for a fact that this is the person that I'm supposed to be with, that I'm, you know, this is my person. And it's hard. It's hard to know. And so I think, you know, if you have a gut feeling that someone's cheating on you, definitely follow that gut feeling. But if you have a gut feeling that, I don't know, I don't know what else is out there. I don't know if I would follow that gut feeling as much. I think that sometimes our gut can lead us wrong. And I asked the poll question, has your gut ever been wrong? And it was like almost 50, 50 because I think sometimes our gut is like, well, what was it like? You know, don't you miss sex with blah, blah, blah. And then you follow your gut and sex with blah, blah, blah is horrible. And you left, you know, your partner who really cares about you. You never know. So I think follow your gut. If it's like a negative thing, like if it's like, you know, if your guts like check their phone, they're cheating, follow your gut. Um, but if your gut is like, you know, you should go do this because, like, you're bored. I, I don't know if you should follow your gut as much. I hope that makes sense. I don't even think it does. How Someone asked me to talk about how I felt when I was with my ex versus now um, because, like, it's all about how you feel. And we talked about this in the podcast with Tanya. And I think, you know, in, in other relationships, I did feel – pretty insecure. And I did feel not, not about myself, but about the relationship. And I remember I was dating someone. I think I've talked about this before, but I went over to their place. We hadn't defined things yet. And there was a condom in the garbage. And for sure, it wasn't me because I barely ever went over there. And my gut and how I felt was like, not good, you know, and just like really off. And I did not listen to that feeling at all. And I just felt like shitty about myself. And then I felt like I had to like overcompensate for the shittiness by being like this really chill girl and like being funnier. And I feel like in so many of my past relationships, I had to curb so much of myself to better fit. And maybe this is a Libra thing or just in general, but to better fit the person I was dating. And that's wrong. Um, and how I feel now is I'm just a hundred percent myself, like unapologetically, like I do shit that my exes would have never let fly just in being myself, if that makes any sense. And my partner not only accepts it, but probably loves it in, you know, in, in a, his own way. And I'm so grateful for that. And so I think you just need to feel hundred percent yourself and, and confident in who you are and, um, and just like you have someone supporting you and you don't have to question that. You don't have to say when's the next time they're going to get in touch with me. So thank you guys for listening to The Solo. If you are in New York City, go to com slash tour and get a ticket to our November 4th show. It's going to be incredible. It's Remy, Casimir, Ali Colbert, Napoleon Emile, and Mark Norman at Chelsea Music Hall for New York Comedy Fest. It's amazing. and if you like the podcast and get my advice every so often on Instagram and want to get it maybe faster, or just show your support, you can go to patreon.com/ we met at Acme and show your support for the podcast there. I would so appreciate it. And um, that's all I got. So I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Marco is amazing and he gave me some sick products at the end of our recording. So he's a legend and I hope you enjoy. You guys know how obsessed with astrology I am. Obviously had to ask Marco's sign as always. Um, and because I'm so obsessed, I actually wear a necklace with my astrological sign on it. And it's this gold necklace. You've probably seen me wear it. And Majuri is the place to go to get your astrology necklace. It's absolutely beautiful. And like, I will tell you all about it. If you shoot me a DM, they also have sun necklaces and moon necklaces. So if you're really into astrology, you know, you can, you can get your whole chart in necklaces, which is pretty epic. And Majuri's whole spiel is it's for you. Like no one has to buy you a gift. You can buy it yourself. It's really amazing. And if you just go to majuri.com, M-E-J-U-R-I, you can search Zodiac Necklace, then you select your Zodiac sign and then find it from there. It's really beautiful. I'm a huge fan. You know, I love repping the Zodiac. So hopefully you enjoy it as much as I do. And obviously, because I love you, I want to give you free shipping. So if you go to Majuri.com slash Acme, you will get free shipping on orders over $100. So just go to Majuri, M-E-J-U-R-I.com slash Acme now to redeem this offer and uh, treat yourself. Hey guys, welcome back to We Men at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Marco.
1: Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me. Of
0: course. I'm so glad that you're here and I'm going to get to know you a little bit better as are our listeners. Likewise. So Marco, how old are you and where are you from?
1: I am 35, originally from Las Vegas, but have been in New York for about six years now,
0: a little over six years. And what brought you to New York?
1: So here's a fun story. So I was born and raised in Vegas, went to college in Reno, family moved to Atlanta, when I was in like my sophomore year of college. Mm-hmm. And so when I was done with college and, you know, started my first job, I wanted to be closer to them, but not that close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so an opportunity came up for me to move to Florida. And then I moved to Florida. Met Which my now part of Florida? Tampa Bay area. Okay. Yeah. And then I uh, got another job opportunity. That took me to Vegas, but because I was doing so much work on the East Coast, they eventually moved me to the East Coast after like six months back in Vegas. <laughs> and then I've been here ever since, but then I left that job, so it doesn't even really matter Wait, anymore. so
0: you were going to say met your now husband? My now husband. husband. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. so how did you guys meet?
1: So back in the day before dating apps, we met on a website called Adam for Adam.
0: <laughs> Adam for Adam? I yeah. love that. Yeah,
1: so we met on there. I had... um. I had just gotten out of a pretty bad breakup. Mm-hmm. I had gotten cheated on by oh, no. yeah by a guy I was dating. And so I was just trying to like find guys and people and yeah. other people within the gay community to like make friends with. Right. And then, like built a little bit of community. And I met this guy on Adam for Adam, thought he seemed fun and kind of footloose and fancy free. And so we uh, talked online for about a month and a half mm-hmm. and then finally met up for three dollar long island iced teas at a bar amazing <laughs> and then ended up like dating immediately after that
0: wait so does adam for adam still exist
1: it does but now it's an app like you can like actually right. download an app now. so
0: what's the difference between something like adam for adam and like grinder for example
1: Probably not much. Back in the day when we were using Adam for Adam, there were no apps. And so because I've been with my husband for over 10 years now. So you had to sit in front of your computer to like talk to one another. That's more romantic in a way. Yeah, it's very when Harry met Mm -hmm. Sally. Right. So we loved it. We had a good time, you know, with that. And then but now everything is app driven. Right. So you can access thousands of people by pressing a button. So it's like super easy.
0: You met on Adam to Adam. You were behind computer screens, which is awesome. Yeah. And I have to ask because I don't know if Jamie told you, but I'm obsessed with astrology. Okay. So when is your birthday and when is your husband's?
1: So I'm uh, May 29th. I'm a Gemini. Gemini. Yeah. Uh And then my husband is March 10th. He's a Pisces.
0: Oh, yeah. That's an interesting match.
1: Very. And it's kind of funny because like my whole life is surrounded by Pisces
0: How so?
1: So my brother is a Pisces, Mm -hmm. March 13th. My mom is a Pisces, March 7th. My father is a Pisces, February 21st. That's
0: a shit ton of Pisces. My
1: grandmother is a Pisces. My grandfather is a Pisces. So I like, I have cousins that are Pisces. So I grew up around Pisces my entire life. One of my closest friends was a Pisces. Mm So uh, yeah, surrounded by Pisces. So it's like
0: he felt familiar to you in a way. Yeah,
1: I knew exactly how to handle him the Mm -hmm. second I met him.
0: Do you know the rest of your chart by any chance? Yeah.
1: So oddly enough, I'm a Pisces rising. I knew
0: you'd be something (laughs) Pisces related.
1: Which is so weird to me, but I think that's why I know how to manage Pisces so well.
0: I could see it. Yeah. The Pisces rising. Because I feel like most Geminis, like you come off very delicate in a good way, you know? And most Geminis just like are like, I just want to talk. Yeah. You know, let's get right into it. Yeah. Which I Either both are good.
1: Yeah. And then I like that's the Pisces. my moon is a Taurus.
0: Oh, very stable.
1: Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense, too, because I'm kind of very matter of fact,
0: like mm-hmm. with a lot of
1: things in life. And mm-hmm. so it makes it like super simple for me to be like basic and, and yeah. to the point.
0: And actually Taurus moon is the moon most likely to understand how to self-care. Okay. And speaking of self-care, it's actually World Mental Health Day, oh, if you didn't know. I did
1: not know that. So
0: I guess, like, what do you do to self-care if that's something that you identify with?
1: I do. So, you know, I don't really do a lot by way of, I try not to let things bog me down too much. Mm-hmm. You know, so much shit happens in life that it's so easy to be, like, bogged down by it. So I try not to, to like, let things affect me a lot. So... If ever I do feel like things affect me, I love to dance. Mm. So I will immediately like say like, I'll call all my friends and say, we're going dancing tonight. Like, yeah. let's let's go dance or I'll go take like a Beyonce dance class or something of that nature, like something fun mm-hmm. to just get out there. I really like to like watch movies or video games. You know, we my husband and I will play video games on our Nintendo Switch <laughs> sometimes and just, you know, decompress and like yeah. zone out. Or I like to karaoke. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of karaoke. Me too. I love karaoke. Yeah.
0: But I will agree with you, dancing's like my number one too. Because it's like when I go out, so I don't drink. So when I go out and there's good music and I can dance, I literally don't need anything yeah. else. Like That's I how it just, should be. Yeah. I just yeah. need the good music. And I'm dancing all night. I don't I don't have to like stop and go to the bar. I'm Wait. literally dancing straight through the night. Yeah. And then I wake up the next day and I have abs and like it's like as if I worked out all night. Yeah.
1: It's the amazing. best. It's incredible. It's, it's the so best. much. Fun. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like I just don't understand people when they go out to a club, like they're just standing around or like at a table or something that doesn't involve dancing. Right. Because there's so many benefits to dancing.
1: That's how my husband is, actually. It's kind of funny. I laugh because one day I found out he doesn't like live music. And I was like, wait, what's wrong with you? He's like, it's just too loud for me. And I'm like, okay. And then for whatever reason, I asked him, I said, do you you don't like to dance, do you? Like you, like mm. music, you don't hear music and instantly start moving your body. Right. And he's like, no, I've never done that before. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so weird.
0: That is so weird. Cause I
1: cannot relate. At yeah.
0: All. Do you think, and we actually have talked about this a lot on the podcast that like, it's, that's fine. And like something you can accept from your partner because you have friends that like supplement those qualities you know
1: yeah my husband and I have a podcast and one of the topics that we talked about on our podcast was regarding how opposites can attract mm-hmm. and how as long as you and your partner are not holding each other back from the things that bring you joy mm-hmm. it makes it really easy for you to enjoy what you like and do what you want and like he can pat me on the butt and send me on my way kind of thing and and, yeah, it, sure. and we're fine yeah it's nice
0: no I completely agree and as long as you like trust in giving that person the freedom to do what it is they enjoy it shouldn't you know be a problem. like my partner every now and then he likes to go to one of those like ns, ns, places mm-hmm. in brooklyn mm-hmm. to like four yeah and he has a friend that likes to do it with him and i totally trust the friend and i totally trust him so i'm like you have your 4am night yeah like i'm gonna be so happily sleeping it's yeah it's crazy it's the best and then like if i want to go to a broadway show and he's not interested whatever. I'll go with one of my girlfriends. Like it's not the end of the world, you know?
1: Yeah. It's, it's kind of the same. I have a a really good friend named Erica and I'll text her and I'll be like, we're going out, get it together. She's like, all right, what am I wearing? Where are we going? Uh Like, and I'll just, you know, let Tony know that I'm going out and he's like, you guys have fun. What time should I expect you home? And I'm like, I I can't give you (laughs) an estimate at this point, Yeah, totally. but we have fun.
0: So tell me more about your podcast. What was the reason you guys started a podcast?
1: Yeah. So we have a a podcast called Relationship. Tony and I found that so funny about the gay community is there's so many people that just feel as though open relationships and randomly sleeping around and things Mm -hmm. like that are are normal. And it's all fun. We all had a nice phase of of our lives when we did that. But my husband and I found that when we were going out and introducing ourselves to other people at like gay events and things of that nature. They the questions were always do you guys play together or do you guys play separately? Like people were always trying to mm. be a part of what we were going on and it just seemed so normal. So wait,
0: what do you mean? Like play together as in like let other people into your relationship? Like
1: threesomes uh-huh. or or anything of that, you know, of that nature. And, and
0: separately is just- like
1: Don't ask, don't tell. Like it's like whatever. You can go out and sleep with it. We have an open relationship. And those were the
0: only two options they asked. Those,
1: yeah. People just naturally assumed that those were the circumstances of our relationship, right? And so it made it really challenging for us to like be able to trust like other couples because all too often we would find like couples were trying to like hook up with us. So we wanted to start. It started with like a meetup group where we would just do like go to the movies with other gay couples or Mm -hmm. go to picnics with other gay couples and. Then I got the idea to uh, do a podcast. And so, again, the podcast is called Relationship. And it's a gay look at traditional relationships and values. Mm. And essentially, we just every week get on the air and we talk about a different relationship topic. And, you know, our first segment is always about like a hashtag a relationship goal where we find like really cool couples that like inspire us and make us excited. And we just find them on Instagram and we talk about them and why they inspired us the next segment, we always talk about a specific topic for the week. You know, this week, it was about pheromones and being attracted to one another and how like body chemistry and all that stuff like that plays into attraction. And sometimes we'll talk about opposites attracts we'll talk about how to argue well mm. or we'll talk about like just different things that make up relationships and then lastly we'll always do an interview with someone within the gay community that has a voice whether single or in couples and has something really interesting to talk about in terms of their story.
0: Very cool. Have you ever stalked or checked out Yummer Time on Instagram no, before?
1: No, I don't know them.
0: You should totally check them out. They came on the podcast and they are I mean, definitely like attractiveness, relationship, couple goals, but they're also really, really sweet with one another. Love. They moved to New York recently-ish from California. Love. So possible suggestion for a goals episode.
1: I like it. I'm going to follow them.
0: So what would you say if someone listening to this right now wanted to go give relationship a listen, what should they start with in terms of episode and why?
1: Ooh, that's a great question. We have a really cool two-part episode in our first season that is about religion and mm. the gay community and how all too often religion has become really, really challenging for queer people to accept because, you know, we live our entire lives being told that we're evil. Right. <laughs> and, so, and so how that can bleed into like your relationships and how, you know, your feelings of, self-loathing and all that stuff and Mm. and not feeling godly enough could make it really challenging to be in a relationship. We do have an episode about opposites attract where, Mm. you know, all too often, we, like, paint this, like, pretty picture of wanting to date someone exactly like ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then we find that we don't really like ourselves enough to want to date ourselves. So dating somebody that's, like, completely opposite to you is, like, really rewarding and fun. Mm. We have an episode about cheating. That is another great—it's called Before He Cheats, but it's a— um, Amazing song. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great episode just talking because I've been—personally, have been cheated on so many times. And Yeah. You know, back, you know, 25-year-old me would have thought about cheating in a completely different way back then, but now 35-year-old me feels like, you know, I have a lot more in the game at this point, so it's not as simple as just break it off and be done with him. Now, I want to figure out, like, how to save my marriage and and what needs to happen to make that work, so.
0: Right. If potentially your partner cheated, you mean? Mm -hmm. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: He's never cheated on me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank
0: God. Yeah. <laughs> um, no one should No one should have to have that dilemma, I think. Correct. But if they do, would never judge them for taking their partner back.
1: Never. Because, yeah. you know, there are a lot of circumstances that are a part of it. And sometimes you have to get to the root of it to figure mm-hmm. out what it really is. You know, sometimes people are just not relationship material and they were never going to be good. And then sometimes there right. are things that happen and, and you just want to make sure you dig deep before you make rash decisions about Yeah. It.
0: Agreed. Yeah. So we talked briefly about opposites attracting, mm-hmm. but do you think complete opposites or there has to be some common ground?
1: I think my husband and I always say that we share the same values. And mm-hmm. so that's where we meet each other in the middle. Right. But I kind of like the fact that we're complete opposites mm-hmm. because if you are a person that is forever trying to like learn more about the world, It's so amazing to be able to experience the world through somebody else's eyes Mm. and and learn the way they think and and the way they function and how they do things. And that's what I love. My husband is an Italian white man from technically Florida, but well, technically New York, but like lived in Florida and Mm. Georgia and North Carolina. And he's kind of a hippie. And, you know, he grew up with not very much money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so he has a very different perspective on life than I do. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew up in Las Vegas and my mom and dad were hardworking and I essentially wanted for nothing when I grew up. And, and, you know, I had a lot of great privilege and I'm I'm a black man. And I think when we get together, those two perspectives like Mm -hmm. are really cool because we are able to teach each other a lot.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. What would you say like in terms of values is the most important, I guess value, if if any, to have in common with a partner.
1: Oh, that's a great question. I think life goals, mm-hmm. like knowing where you're going for the future, I mean you don't have to have like a super clear picture because the whole goal would be to like hold hands through it all. Yeah, right. But to know what you want to get out of life, whether that's like career, family, friends, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that kind of stuff, like know where you're at with that. And then just like basics, like, are you good people? And are Mm -hmm. you good people together? Like, you know, how do you treat friends? How do you talk to people? Just those types of things to make sure like there's nothing worse than going on a date and seeing like the person you're on a date with talking poorly to a waiter or a waitress. Right. Cringe. It's awful.
0: Yeah. I actually had someone who came on the podcast once say in terms of like if you are in a good relationship or in a healthy relationship like do you want to be like your partner and if the answer is no then they're probably not the person for you yeah. not that you have to be like each other but if you don't want to have anything to do with being similar to that person you know yeah then i feel like that Says a lot. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I would 100% agree.
0: So, you guys are married. Yeah. When did you get married?
1: We got married in October of 2016. Awesome. After being together for seven years. We were together seven years at that time.
0: So, who (laughs) brought up the marriage conversation? Like, was it something that came up naturally? Were you always, you know, someone who wanted to get married? And same with him.
1: It's really funny. I never wanted to get married because I just, that kind of stuff just, Doesn't really matter to me. I I loved him and I wanted to be with him and and I knew that. Then, as we, you know, longer and longer dated, I was like, I could see myself marrying him. And then we started talking about family. And I was like, I kind of want to have like kids with him. Mm -hmm. And so, being married and sharing a family name would be really important to me. But he always told me I was never allowed to ask him. (laughs) He, had to do the asking. Mm -hmm. And so he did. He proposed.
0: Why did he want to be the one to ask? Like, is he the more romantic one in the relationship? Mm -hmm. Totally.
1: Yeah. He's like old school Italian, Mm -hmm. like tries to be all like debonair and, Mm and cute and all that stuff. So he wanted to be able to ask the question.
0: So did you find it important to have the conversation about kids before getting engaged? And do you think that other people should definitely have the conversation about kids before taking that step?
1: Yeah. That we have a podcast episode about this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you should 100% talk about it. You should talk about it with and know that you're able to change your mind throughout time because...
0: What do you mean change your mind?
1: So when my husband and I met one another, we were both like, do you want to have kids? And we both said yes. And we said, good, because I can't date you if you don't want to have kids. Right. But we're like 10 years into the relationship right now. And sometimes we wake up and we're like, yeah, I'm okay with not having kids. Like we're we're completely okay with the life. We still love them and kind of want them. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're excited about the concept of having them. But there are just times where we're like, no, we like sleeping in and we like spending our money on us and we like doing the things that we're going to do like we're going to go to Punta Cana soon like right. you can't do that when you have two kids or yeah. you know you have to wait till they're like much older before you can really enjoy that so mm. it's nice to have like a base for what like the similarities are like your views together are. But you should also know that like we as people evolve all the time and our needs and and the things that we're passionate about evolve too. And sometimes it can just change and you have to be okay with that.
0: Totally. But do you think it could ever happen the opposite? Like you really don't want kids when you're with someone and then you change your mind and you do want kids?
1: I think it's possible. Mm -hmm. I think it's 100%. Again, when you like start building a family, you start building this life and you settle into like, what you have going on, then yeah, I think it's, it could be possible. My sister doesn't want kids, but I think she's going to have like a whole house full. Mm -hmm. She's just one of those people that's just so good with kids. But so I think that she's going to end up getting stuck with them.
0: I feel like so many people, and maybe it's because Instagram, you know, makes it look so fun and not difficult. They want kids more so for the idea of, of it. And then when they actually have the kid, they're like, fuck this. Yeah. Because of the reasons you just said, like, I can't have me time. I can't sleep in. I can't go on vacation for X amount of years, you know? And I feel like that's just such a thing. And so many people have kids who don't really want kids and then end up not being good parents. Well,
1: and the problem is all too often society pressures us into having Mm -hmm. kids. Right. So I remember I tell the story all the time. As soon as we got married, we're at our reception we're doing the mother-son dance and my mom's walking onto the dance floor and we, you know, lock arms and, you know, we're getting ready to dance. And the first question she asked me was, are you and Tony going to have kids? And I said, we just got married. We're not thinking about kids right now. Society puts so much pressure on us to have kids, right? You get married, you have kids. That's what you do. It's the natural progression of everything. And it's so aggravating because, you know, I don't think individually get to actually think about what it is that we want to do like mm. because we feel people breathing down our necks and telling us what we should be doing and as you know once you're able to say forget all the noise and like we're going to do what we want to do I think you'll be in a better place.
0: Yeah, no, I totally. To make the decisions. I totally agree. What's another thing other than the kids discussion that you think it's imperative to discuss before getting engaged or getting married to someone? Like Is a prenup something that you think needs to be discussed or not really? Like things like that that are kind of awkward to talk about.
1: Yeah. I've never been in the financial position to Mm -hmm. need a prenup and to have that conversation. So many
0: people say that, but the reality is like you can have like 20 bucks and still want a prenup.
1: And still want to keep it right and not want to split it (laughs) 10-10. Yeah. We decided we didn't need a prenup. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, what's his is his and what's mine is mine. And, you know, we're not... Nasty people. And I think that's mm-hmm. another one of those like values right. that we knew about each other. We're not nasty people. Like, I'm not going to like go through a long, crazy divorce s- scenario to try to like get any and everything that he has to be able to make myself a guy. I- I'm just not that person. So I think cleanups right. are really good. While we're on the topic of money, I think money is really important to understand in terms mm-hmm. of values. You know, I am not as fiscally responsible as my husband is. Mm-hmm. He is definitely a better saver than I am. He like stores all of his nuts, you know, so that he can yeah, make sure that he has enough to get him through winter. Whereas I'm like, oh, that's cool. Let me grab that. Oh, that's cool. Let me grab that. Mm-hmm. Like, And we just know that about each other. And so that helps. And we accept it about one another. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I think some people get shocked about how they're partner spends or doesn't spend right. or is cheap or is not cheap. And, and you want to make sure you know those things.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, actually, on the subject of money, we talked about this recently on the Instagram for the podcast. Do you feel like if you marry someone, you are also responsible for their debt?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I feel like... It's funny you say that. We're always talking. My husband still has student loan debt. I paid mm-hmm. off my student loan debt, like, while we were dating. Like, mm-hmm. I did it a long time ago. And he still has student loan debt. And I keep asking him, I'm like, how much money do you have left? Like, take money out of our savings. Get rid of your student loan yeah. debt. Like, let's just get it. And he's like, I don't want to spend our money on doing that. And I'm like, why? It's it's our debt. Like, I don't care. Like, just get rid of right. it. And he kind of, like, looked at me. And he's like, wow, I'd like, the fact that you would, like, take on— that responsibility and I'm like but you've taken on some of my debt before too like right you know like so it's not a problem I do think that now again we're married so mm-hmm. it's a little bit different and I think that you just need to know and understand that and if the goal is to not have debt before you get married then that needs to be the goal and you guys just need to be okay with that and need to understand that and know that as you know truth.
0: Totally. Yeah, I agree. It actually reminds me of this song by Vance Joy. This is so random, Mm -hmm. but I was in Mexico once and I walked by a wedding at the hotel I was at and someone was acoustically performing the song called Mess Is Mine Mm -hmm. at a wedding. And I obviously went to download it after. And it's all about how when you marry someone, like you take on their mess as yours, whatever they had, like, and I think like their baggage, their debt, whatever it is. Sure. And I think that's just like a beautiful notion of, of taking that on, you know, something like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I it was never hard for me. I think it's a new concept for him, but it never it was never anything that I like thought twice about. It was yeah. normal for me.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. So we do these poll questions on our Instagram. I don't know if Jamie, shout out to Jamie, yeah.
1: told you about them. Yeah. But listen to a few episodes. Oh, okay, so yeah, amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we are going to play this game where I rapid fire ask you some of the poll questions. Okay. And you tell us your answers. Okay. So if someone tells you the reason they broke it off after a few months of dating you is because they saw a serious future working out with you, but isn't ready for a relationship, do you believe that they can't commit? Or is this a cop out?
1: I believe Maya Angelou has a really great quote where she says when someone shows you who they are, believe Mm, them. I always say that. Yeah. And so I believe that even if they are lying, they just showed you that they're not capable of committing. So let them go. Exactly.
0: Agreed. Is a coffee date usually a test to see if you're worth taking on a real date?
1: Yes. 100%.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you still tell your friends, or should you still tell your friends about the date when you've been on 4 plus dates with the same person?
1: I mean, if you have a good friends, they should care, like, right? No,
0: but like meaning like do you want to be trash talking someone who could potentially that be your person? Oh. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's funny because I always say it's <laughs> not much of a rapid fire, but I always say like I never talk about my relationship because I would never want my friends to have a bad perspective of my husband mm. from my eyes. Right. Because I'm talking about him as like my lover, right? Mm. Which is not the way that you would see him as your friend or mm. your brother or anything of that nature. So I think that keeping things close to you is like completely fine so that yeah. you don't have to worry about people I agree. having too any much, opinions.
0: Too much noise. Yeah. Oh, this is funny. It's not dating related, but I was in one of these situations this morning. So would you rather your taxi driver not utter one word to you? Like you get in, you're like, hey, how are you? And they don't say anything. You tell them your address. Mm -hmm. They don't say anything. Mm -hmm. And then like you'd say thank you at the end and they don't say anything or talk to you the entire time.
1: I would rather they be a mute.
0: No, yeah. I had a mute this morning and I was so upset. Were you? <laughs> like, I felt like invisible. Like, I was like, do you think he didn't hear me?
1: <laughs> all too often, like when I get in a car, I like want to talk on the phone yeah. or like I want to do something where I'm like decompressing. So I'm completely okay with you being quiet. As long as you get me where I need to go, that's all that I care about. Fine.
0: <laughs> Is it a red a red flag if your significant other switches friend groups or drops friends easily?
1: No, I don't think it's a red flag. Mm-hmm. I think they have some perspective and I would like to, you know, think that they're like weeding through what's going on. It's weeding through the trash, right?
0: I guess. That's <laughs> a quality I need to have,
1: Yeah, but I don't.
0: <laughs> Is it normal to go through a rough patch in a long-term
1: relationship? Absolutely. I've gone through several.
0: Oh, wow. 99% says yes. Yeah. So what do you do to get through that rough patch?
1: uh acknowledge it Mm -hmm. acknowledge it have a conversation say i know we're going through a rough patch right now what's going on on your side because i can i want i would like to tell you what's going on on my side but i would like to open the conversation with like your perspective right and then come up with some solutions sometimes it's as simple as like let's take a trip and try to reconnect and like have fun with one another sometimes it's you know let's like you know what can i do differently do i need to like work less do i need to like Pay more attention to you. Do you Mm. like, what am I not doing for you that like is making you feel that way? And hopefully you can come upon a solution.
0: How far into a relationship do you think it's normal for a rough patch to appear?
1: I mean, I think anything before a year shouldn't be like, you should still Mm. be experiencing that new relationship energy, right? You should still be like blissfully happy with one another. But I think anything like after a year, like it's it's normal. I think yeah. two year, I usually say that after year three, right? So year one, you're like figuring each other out. Mm. Year two, you're like settling in what you've learned. Right. And then by year three, you should be able to like make some decisions. So that's when like the real stuff starts happening where you're like – Oh, my God, I'm really invested at this point. Do I want to continue this? Right. And so that's where the roughness could start happening.
0: That's interesting that you say that because on an episode recently, we talked about the three-week, three-month Three year Mm -hmm. marks. Like after three weeks, if you're still interested, like obviously it's more than like maybe lust or whatever. After three months, if you're still interested, like maybe it could be love. I don't know. Maybe it could be something. And then after three years, if you're interested, it's like, are you getting married or are you breaking up? Right. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Shit or get off the pot.
0: Exactly. (laughs) You're both 23 years old, but live in different states worth pursuing or? I couldn't agree more. It's I would say absolutely not. So, you're so not. young, like so, yeah. do anything but pursue a long distance relationship at that yeah. point. Would you rather cheat or be cheated on?
1: I would rather be cheated on. Mm-hmm. I have a conscience. Yeah, <laughs> and so you know, while I may be hurt, like I'll get over it, but I don't know that I want to be known as a person who cheats.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I think also the argument for saying the answer that you said is that if you're the one cheated on, like you didn't have a problem with the relationship. Right. You know? Right. And like, that's kind of on you if you did. Sure. Would you ever believe the all of a sudden work got really busy excuse when dating?
1: Ooh, that's a tough question. So I work in an industry where work can all of a sudden get like really hectic. Mm. But you know what? I will, I will say no, it's bullshit because we all have time to text send yeah. a text message. We all have the ability to connect.
0: Agreed. Okay. We have time for one more and then I'm going to ask you for a quote. Okay. Is it a bad sign if you think you're smarter than your partner? Yes. Why? I know it's rapid fire, but I'm curious. Yeah. No,
1: I think it is a bad sign. I think... We should always be in a position of forever learning, and if mm. you think you're smarter than your person, then inadvertently that means that you think you know more than them and mm. that you know you know everything, and there's no way. so you should definitely be a little bit more humble. agree and try to learn what more. if
0: you just think that, but like it's so not the case, and like you just change your thinking eventually and
1: realize. Yeah. (laughs) I think that – I don't know. I just think that we – you never know a person's – like, there's so much more than just intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's experience. There's, like – things that a person has encountered that makes it a little bit like your intelligence versus their intelligence is like on two completely right, opposite planes. Like it's not comparable. So to say like, I'm smarter, like what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, like, again, just humble yourself just a teeny bit and just yeah. know that they probably are smarter than you in other places. Yeah. That you would Especially never if
0: you, you're the one thinking you're smarter than them, you're probably wrong yeah,
1: for, for thinking sure. that.
0: So you mentioned a quote, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. But do you happen to have another quote, or maybe it's that same quote that you kind of like live by or really take into consideration when it comes to dating or just life?
1: Yeah. My favorite quote all the time, and I don't even know who said it. I should probably figure that out. But is uh, the most wasted day of all is that in which you have not laughed. Mm. And I really love that because I think, right, the, the world is shit. Like, there's so many bad things going yeah. on all the time, and there's work and crazy family and crazy partners and, and all kinds of things. And so, for me, anytime you can give yourself a deep belly laugh or like really enjoy something mm-hmm. or just like with your whole body is like, the most exciting thing ever. And so enjoy that, like have a good time with it and live in that forever. Cause it's always fun to pull from that too when things get hard.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Marco. Where can everyone follow you, find you, listen to you, and more?
1: Yeah. So again, my husband and I have a podcast called Relationship. You can search on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all those places for a Relationship. And then we have an Instagram. It is Pod and um, you can also look for me on Instagram. I am M. Dot Cot. M. D. O. T. C. O. T. So you can find me there.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Write us a review on the iTunes app and check out our website, we met at acme.com for more information. Thanks.